welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by two members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuara. Donnie is not to be found right now. Don't know. We've called. We've texted. We've Skyped. Hopefully he is in a deep slumber and nothing precarious has happened precarious has happened to mr peters kind of worried guys dp is the one who's super hyped for this usually yeah but he's done this before yeah that's true he has slept through letting us letting us down again shocker it's not mo mo is definitely like minus 220 to sleep through a podcast he already has slept through a dfs one but never never the friday pod mo coming to us from the same shaky shady wisconsin basement how you doing mo Nope. The beautiful <laughs> shores of Miller Beach in Gary, Indiana. Wait, so you're just you're just globetrotting over there. We're just trekking around the Midwest. <laughs> and Brett, where are you? Are you are you back in your boat or are you still on your family road trip? I am back home, finally. I uh wanted to be on the podcast with you guys yesterday, but uh, something came up, had to change my travel plans, but uh, excited to be back on the show today. That's right. And we got an interesting one today. We need need to bounce back in the Super Contest. Of course, a two- and three-week last week. You would have known that if you listened to the recap podcast on Tuesday, which I hope that you do. You should rate, review, subscribe to this channel so it'll get sent directly to you every week, along with yesterday's DFS podcast where we get you prepped for DraftKings and season-long and everything fantasy-related. But on this show is where we select our Super Contest card. Each host, if you are new to the program, picks one game that gets on the card, and then through our aggregate power rankings, the collective machine selects the fifth game. Uh, We start with games where we are split on, where there's two hosts on either side, and there's only one split game this week. It is a very fun matchup of two three and 2 teams that... Let's be honest, nobody thought both of these teams would have a winning record at this juncture. It is Rams at Jaguars. I and Brett, Brett and myself, are on the Jags, laying minus two and a half. Donnie and Mo are on the other side, taking the two and a half. Mo, I'll let you go first. Why do you like the Rams in this spot? Do you think they're honestly a half point better than the Jags going west to east at a one o'clock game? I do think the Rams are slightly better than the Jags. I actually think they're more than a, a half point better. I do. I kept this one at Jags minus one. So I do think the Jags should be small favorites here. But I agree with the premise of the line that's saying um, the Rams are better. I actually initially capped this at uh, minus two and a half where, where it's actually at. But then I deducted some points for uh, Jags' putrid home field. So that's actually how I kind of came to that. I don't think they're much better. But I don't think the Jags' home field is going to do too much to dissuade the Rams. Uh, Just matchup-wise, also, there's the fact that Todd Gurley can pound the rock here in a spot where that's how you need to attack the Jags. And if there's anybody who can you know, scheme as best they can against this 
Jags pass defense. It probably is Sean McVay. So I do, just from what I've seen watching this offense, I do have confidence he can keep Goff out of trouble. And uh, I do feel the Jags should be short of a field goal favorites. Jags, my favorite kind of defense, 31st against the run, but number one against the pass, performing 48% better than the mean when defending the pass. And that's how I think you have to play in the NFL nowadays, defend the pass and then whatever extra resources you have, commit them to the run. And I agree. I think Gurley could be a nightmare against this Jags front, but I I just believe so much in this pass defense. I mean, it's, is Jalen Ramsey the best cornerback in the league right now? Is that a crazy statement to make? Brett, you want to hop in? I heard you click. I don't, I don't even – is he the best on his team? Are these not the two best cornerbacks in the NFL right now? And these guys are insane. They're they're so fun to watch. And the addition of Barry Church – Barry Church is one of those guys where it's a veteran addition and you're so worried that they're just getting their last contract and they're just going to South Florida. Same thing with Calais Campbell. They're just getting their last big contract and going to play in, in South Florida. Nice weather, no state taxes, just a nice golden parachute package. But those two guys have balled out this year for Jacksonville. I don't know. I'm in, I'm in love with this defense. And I like them in this spot at home. And I was worried about stock high, stock low, but it's 50-50 right now on the spread.com. So nobody really weighing in too heavily on this. And you, you can see that in our aggregate rankings as well. Nobody has this higher than a six. Brett, do you want to add anything about Jacksonville? Well, it's a similar matchup for the Rams as last week. You've got a team that you need to attack on the ground but why didn't they do that last week? Why was why was Sean McVay running all these plays for Tavon Austin and not just feeding the ball to Todd Gurley? Like I was trying to get too cute last week. That is a concern for me. I mean, you would think he would correct his mistakes from last week in this matchup against a similar defense that is so good against the pass. I just, uh, man, I don't know. I, I, I love this spot for that. I think you were right coming into the season. I think the Jaguars are a good football team. I think the Rams are uh, – are being overvalued even after the uh, the loss last week. Let me uh, just tell you guys what Donnie would have said. The Jags are a joke. City's a joke. It's a terrible place to play. Why would anybody want to play? In? Fans are a joke. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. The Rams. Bortles is terrible. Bortles is terrible. <laughs> I can't click Blake Bortles here. <laughs> Bortles is a favorite. Can't do it. It's not within your fiber. Yeah, I mean, but seriously, how long can Calais Campbell keep this up? I don't what know. A career. I don't know, man. It they've they've been so fun to watch, and uh, with this Mariota injury, I don't know, guys. I think that Jags AFC South winner prediction could come true. I think outsiders, you're right. Outsiders had Jags at like a two to one favorite. No, let's go. All right. And that's it for the split games. We'll go to Lone Wolves, which is kind of perfect because Donnie has no Lone Wolves. And uh, we each have a pair. So let's head on over. All right. We got to start with the greatest, the 8-0, the man who we tried to pick against his Lone Wolves last week (laughs) unsuccessfully. And now he is, he, I mean, he's still atop the heap. He's still perfect. Mo took a loss last week, so he faltered. So, Brett, you've got two Lone Wolves this week. None of them, neither of them, are very high. 
They're four and three out of 13. And we will start with the road team that is getting points. You've got the G's plus 11 and a half. Tell us why you have faith in Eli with zero receivers getting this cover. Oh, I have zero faith. I, I, I just I think there's value in the Giants here. It's one of those weird setups where everything points to the Broncos rolling 30 to 3 against a decimated Giants roster. But I can see the Giants just overperforming here in prime time with a bunch of scrubs against the Broncos. A, a team that is just going to be looking to get out of that place healthy and on to the next week with a W. I, I just I don't know how you guys can feel comfortable siding with a 72% public team as an 11 and a half point favorite here not only is mo siding with them no he's got them in his top five all right at least at least it's not number one that would have been a shocker to me go for it mo. are the giants gonna score a point in this game i don't yes. know how i don't know how they score a point i mean are they gonna score a point are in they this gonna game? get a first down in this game so how i try to like do my capping um first i look at kind of where the teams are ranked in um, you know, each side of offense and defense against the pass, against the run. And then I try to conceptualize in my mind how I think the game will go. And when I conceptualize this game, I know it's pro football, but I just can't imagine a scenario where the Giants are moving the football. This pass defense is so goat. And... Eli is just so bad. And then when the Giants, they can't run the ball at all. They can't run the ball at all. And the Broncos have even a strong run defense. I just, I can't see how the Giants are going to move the ball. They have nothing left after these injuries. I close my eyes and I think back to that 2015 game. Rodgers, full strength. 140 yards or something. (laughs) Had everybody but Jordy Nelson because that was the Jordy Nelson ACL year. 14 completions, 22 attempts, 77 yards. 77 yards. The Broncos at home, what have we seen from these guys at home? Uh, We've seen strangulation. I think we're getting, I said this on the, uh, the recap pod, I think we're getting two and a half points of value here. It, the Giants and the Niners, they're right next to each other in DVOA. They're both 0-5. If this was the Niners going to Denver, if this was a, not a team that has won two Super Bowls in recent history, what is this line? 14 and a half? 15? This line should be 14 to me. I think this line should be 14. I don't know. Yeah, I... I <laughs> Then why why isn't it fourteen yet though? Because they're Broncos the Giants are coming off a bye. It's getting there though. Yeah, right. They're the Giants. I just think public perception is the Giants can't be that bad. They can't be. They're the Giants. They'll score points. It's Eli. He's a Hall of Famer in the minds of puke. The puke. Yeah. I don't know. I I still think there's value in the Giants here. I just don't know how they move. I don't know how they move the ball. I don't know how they get first downs, let alone score points against this Broncos defense. Broncos at home coming off a bye. It's just it's just a scary scary matchup. Uh, and that's, there's no there's no way the Broncos are going to be fully up for this game knowing what they're facing. That's 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 the big thing for me here. I think that I think the Giants are going to be able to keep it somewhat close. 
Yeah, I agree with that premise. I mean, there's a rule in the NBA that says Brett's favorite sport. I'm sorry to bring this into this, Brett. (laughs) There's a rule in the NBA that says when there's a major injury, you always want to take the team that got the major injury in the very first game because everyone's going to come together, get buck for that first game. Whoever the backup is that's coming in is going to be so hyped to get that start and you know, there's like a there's like a unifying power of that injury, but it but it's temporary, you know, it can't last forever. But you you do look at that team for the first game. Denver also has a big game the following week against Oakland, right? Denver Oakland on I think it's I guess San Diego. San Diego, Oakland. Also a big game against the Super Bowl <laughs> San Diego Chargers. Oh that remember when San Diego had a football team? That's right. It's it's Chiefs Sorry. Chiefs, Chargers. Chiefs Raiders on Thursday night. I knew there was an AFC West matchup on Thursday night. Yeah, RIP Chargers. Let's go to your next lone wolf, which is way more egregious than this giant selection. We're keeping it in Rutherford, New Jersey, home of the Giants, because you're picking against the Jets. How bad is this? This is a horrifying pick. Explain to me why you would lay nine points with the Patriots here. Because I've got the Belichick blinders back on. I didn't know what the hell to do with this game, so I just threw it near the bottom. I think the Patriots are better than what we've seen early in the season, and I think I think the Jets are significantly worse than what we've seen early in the season. This is not a team that should have three wins. So I'm probably on the wrong side, but <laughs> you're definitely I, on the wrong I, side. Whatever. It, it's it, this is literally a fucking coin flip for me. I don't care. All of so, what all of what you said is reflected in the line. That the Jets are a fake three and two team, and the Patriots are probably better than they've shown. That's why they're Fine. minus that's a, that's nine. That's a fair line for me. This is free money. Go to the counter. It ain't a free line for, or ain't a fair line for me. <laughs> Go to the counter. Take out your life savings. It's, it's, this is just free money. This is the sixth consecutive year that New England is favored at MetLife against the Jets. The Jets have covered the last four of these games, winning two of them outright. They were 10-point dogs in this same spot last year. Should have won outright. Lost 17-16. to 16. This spot is just gorgeous for the Jets. If they're just going to keep hanging these massive lines when New England comes to, to New Jersey, just keep firing and keep making money. This is, spoiler alert, this is my selection, and I picked, twice this, I picked second this week, and Moe did not select this as his top pick. So this, this is getting on the card. This is gangrene. This is free money. Are the Patriots better? Of course they're better. But I think they're significantly worse than they were last year, and I think the Jets are significantly better. So while I think New England will still win outright like they always do, I think the Jets will cover just fine. The Patriots are so unimpressive. <laughs> and this Jets team, I said this before the season, when I and I fired this over three and a half wins. I said this from square one. People are acting like this Jets team is an all-time bad team. And that's just craziness. There's still plenty of pro football players on this team. This team is not near as bad as people expected them to be. And they're about where I expected them to be. I mean, I didn't expect three wins, but I expected this team to be competitive. I expected more than, you know, three wins in the season. That's just stupid. Like, people were acting like this was the 0-16 Lions. I mean... They still have professional football players. Josh McCown might not be good, but 
he can take a snap and move the football against a professional defense. And the Jets seem to have like something going on in the locker room. Like this team is playing with a verve and like, you know, they're, they're, they're plucky. Like this team isn't just coming out laying down. Like Donnie said, they were going to from square one. Well, everybody in that building is working for their jobs other than the players. Anyone who works in personnel is working for their job this season because if the Jets falter, if they went four and twelve, then everybody was just auto fired. But if they could somehow scrap to seven and nine, something like that, then they might have a chance to hang on. You know what's funny? The additions, and this is going to sound silly, but the additions of Curse and Curly have made a huge difference because they went from having just random rookies playing receiver that may have had no idea what they're doing to actual, to your point, Mo, professional football players running routes and doing what they're supposed to do. And I think it's it's helped a lot to have guys that just know what they're doing. That is an excellent point. I can't even imagine what this offense would look like if our Darius Stewart and Sharon Peake were running yeah, routes. And something Chad Hansen, like guys that like literally have no idea what they're doing on a professional football field. And just but just having guys that know what to do makes a ton of difference. And it's been great to see ASJ come back from suspension, get his shit together, and look awesome. So, I mean, they look like a professional team, which... Yeah, locker room cleaned up after that disaster last year where people were talking shit to each other on Instagram or whatever the hell yeah. was going on. Sheldon Richardson, out of town. Uh, and if you glean over the injury report as well, you'll see Mo Wilkerson, DNP. He's going to be a DNP the entire either an LP or a DNP the entire season with the, his shoulder sprain. They're going to basically give him the Plaxico Burris treatment uh, when the Giants went on to win their first Super Bowl. He's not going to practice at all this year because of that shoulder sprain. They don't want to risk it, uh, inflaming it in practice. So don't be worried about that DNP at all. All right, Mo, let's go to your... 71% of the public just piling this road favorite. Go fire the Jets. <laughs> I know I'm on the wrong side here, but these these blinders are thick. I just, it's so hard for me here. As soon as he fires the that nuclear physicist, rocket man, defensive coordinator, maybe, maybe I'll believe in it. But was it Matt Patricia? That defense is horrifying. They need a total... A, a total makeover on that side. Yeah, and I just I just can't confidently lay big numbers when the defense can't stop anybody because that that that's the thing that you know that's why I, I feel like I can, can lay those points with the Broncos because if the score is twenty to six, like I know that there is no backdoor cover. Yeah, that's it's not, not coming. coming. <laughs> It's just not happening. The, the backbreaker is coming with Eli trying to get the cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... That's that's Chris Harris uh, stepping into a slant and taking it the other way for sure. Or keep to leave one of those monsters. There is one lone wolf selection that is worse than that, Brett. And it is Mo. I, I can't even comprehend this pick, Mo. So Mo's got two as well. We all have a pair. Mo. <laughs> You're laying the four and a half with the chefs in this perfect spot for the Steelers. What is happening? What is going on? What changed from last week? <laughs> yeah, this is horrifying. Yeah, this is a tough one, and there, there, you know, this is one where I was really, uh, really looking at the injury report, just like I do every week for the Chiefs, and I just am worried. 
once again, that uh, offensive tackle whose name I can't pronounce is out. Or, well, he hasn't he hasn't practiced anyway. Uh, Justin Houston hasn't practiced, but I imagine he's playing. I mean, I can't imagine he's gonna sit. He should should be out there, but I guess you just don't know. This guy has struggled with some injuries the last couple of years. So when are you going to bring the positive Chiefs notes? <laughs> yeah, and give us a re- give us a reason why you selected them. How 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 are the Chiefs only minus four and a half at home? This is a bad QB and Arrowhead. First of all, uh oh, my rule of bad QBs and Arrowhead crumble like what, a cookie. What happens to them? Rich? Crumble like a cookie. Crumble like a cookie. Ben is bad. bad. Oh wow. Ben is bad now. He guy is cooked. I don't know. I actually don't know if he's cooked, but he's looked pretty cooked so far this year. I don't think you can really watch his play this year and call him a good QB anymore. Um, I mean, shit, this guy was talking about, he was talking retirement before the season. People thought he was he's crazy. A, he's a drama queen. Yes. People thought he was crazy. What if he was serious? What if he knew his body was breaking down? Nobody knows his body better than him. He is 17th in quarterback DVOA currently. <laughs> Right next to uh, the I legendary just, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, this team, they should have moved the rock on the ground last week against the Jags. And theoretically, they should move the rock on the ground this week against the Chiefs. Why? But will they? I don't know. Why? This Chiefs secondary is nothing compared to what they saw last week. This is a huge game for Big Ben and Antonio Brown. Is yeah, it, I'm worried about Brown. Isn't Brown, this classic Steelers, though? Isn't this classic Steelers? It is. Look it as is. bad as possible and then beat an impossible opponent on the road. It is, but I just truly believe this line should be five and a half. I mean, the Chiefs are clearly better than the Steelers. I like I actually like the Steelers' defense. So this is when I tell you guys my capping method and you laugh at me because of my results. I thought that the Vegas was going to open this at six. And it actually made me love the Steelers even more that it opened at four because that line is so fishy. I agree, Mo. Why isn't this game higher? Yeah, I mean, for me, I I guess Chiefs, but there's no way in hell I'm betting money on the Chiefs. Everybody had the Steelers as their fifth pick, so right on the cusp of their card, or right inside of their card, except for Mo, who was on. The Chiefs, the Chefs, the Chiefs, even Donnie, who hates if that's Tomlin. that's the case, I'm probably wrong. Even Donnie, who hates Tomlin more than everybody, has the Steelers on his card. Your last pick, Mo, uh, you talked about Derek Carr yesterday on the podcast, and you had very sh- strong takes that he was playing, which I still don't know. And I'm assuming those takes carried over into you selecting the Raiders minus three and a half. Granted, you have this at your third pick, so way at the bottom. Uh, you basically think Carr is playing and that you're getting some sort of value in only laying three and a half at home with the Raiders. Yeah, if Carr was healthy, this line should be like six. So I do think, I do expect him to play, and I do think when he plays, he's going to perform. I mean, this guy was talking about suiting up last week. And this Chargers defense, nothing to write home about. We loved them preseason. It hasn't panned out. And the big thing to me is I capped this as like a fairish line. Actually, I did cap this right on the dot. 
um, just because there is a worry for me that car could get could get stuck and then wheeled out of there and then you just don't even know what the hell is going to happen but uh you know my tiebreaker every week if i'm close on the line is going to be the chargers have the nut worst coaching staff in the league so anthony anytime, lynn what's up anthony lynn yep anytime i'm not you know i'm on the fence anthony lynn's gonna just push me right on the side of the fence that the chargers aren't on i have the bolts as my very last pick Donnie had them closer to the middle, but still on the lower end. And Brett, Brett love the Chargers Brett, again. Brett quintupling down. I will Chargers. continue to put this team in my top five because I'm still a believer in this squad and that the market overreacted to a lot of negative variance with this team early in the season and even going back to last season. I wrote in four downs last week. The Chargers had lost seven games in a row. And games decided by less than a touchdown. That streak finally ended last week. And now I still feel like they're being undervalued on the road against the Raiders team that looked awful without Derek Carr under center last week. Carr, is he going to play this week? I mean, it, it, he's, he seems to think he is. We're still unsure about that. But the guy's rushing back from a fracture in his back. How efficient is he going to be against one of the best pass-rushing teams in the NFL? I mean, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa? They got 12 sacks already this year. And the Raiders Raiders offensive line, which looked elite last year, has been anything but so far this year. If they can't contain Bosa, Ingram, and these Chargers pass rushers, I don't – I mean, Carr's not going to have the mobility to avoid the pressure. This is a really bad spot for the Raiders. I think the Chargers just, just went out, outright. Yeah. Mo, you say Carr sounds like he's going to play. Of course he sounds like he's going to play. He's a football player. <laughs> these, right. these guys think that they're going to run through walls on Sunday. Yeah, but if he if he thought about suiting up last week, and then there's precedent for this because they said I think it was Cam had the same injury and came back after a week. Somebody did. And a great point, well, a great point there about uh, San Diego's D line versus Oakland's offensive line. It's nuts that Oakland is 19th in adjusted sack rate. Like that is just yeah. wild. Like they look bad. It's crazy. Mo, yeah, I can't more. imagine how this has happened this year. I I don't get it because. I definitely expected this Raiders line to be elite again. I mean, I just just doesn't make any sense to me. And when I've watched them with two eyes, they've looked terrible. Every time I've watched the Raiders, their O line has not looked good. Um, I just got to say though, Brett, Brett's that guy. He's that guy at the blackjack table. Everyone else has left the casino, and he's still just Martin Gale doubling up on his next. He's just Martin Galing until he gets gets that hand. He gets that blackjack. And then he can walk out of there with all his money again in his pocket. I'm really not a stubborn guy, but I I still see talent in this team. And yeah, the coaching is a disaster, but I think it just gets better every week. I still think there's going to be value in this team every week until it is completely corrected. I So there, I have them in my top five for like the 18th <laughs> time this season. Let's go. All right, so I've got two lone wolves. They're also low. Nobody's lone wolf was higher than a five. Moe's uh, chef's was the highest lone wolf. My first lone wolf, I just think there's been way too much of a violent overcorrection by the market. I was on this very podcast last week saying that this team, the coin was always coming up Detroit. It was always coming up Detroit. They were way overvalued. We all thought that Panthers was an easy pick in that game. It was, despite Detroit trying to score 14 and coming back in the fourth quarter. But are the Saints really two points better 
than the Lions. Granted, New Orleans is coming That's off. That's not of... what this line is saying. Yeah. What do you mean? We got them. They're off a bye. Off a bye, and, for sure. And they're at home with one of the home fields that could possibly be worth more. Yeah, I think I don't I don't think the three points applies to the Saints. I think it's probably closer to three and a half. Interesting. I don't know. I just I just think the market is violently overcorrected here on Lions. I think this line should be closer to a field goal. What have the Saints showed us this season? They showed us that they could beat a horrifying Dolphins team and then that Carolina game was just about as weird as possible. <laughs> Seems- well, I think that this is this is as much about what are the Lions right now without Haloti Nada and Matthew Stafford is I mean his ankle is not in in good shape right now. Interesting. I didn't uh I didn't take into account the Stafford injury that much. Um but maybe I should he I don't know. The Saints defense, even with a hobbled Stafford, it seems like you should be okay getting off those short passes and letting the Golden Tates and Marvin Joneses of the world, the Theo Riddicks and Amir Abdullahs of the world just eat in space. I don't know. The Saint I, I can't confidently pick the Saints as as favorites laying five in the spot with a defense as bad as they have. But Brett, you've you've got the Saints on your card, so continue. Tell me I, what, why I'm I, way wrong. Yeah, I badly wanted to put this as my number one pick because I think the Saints just wreck Detroit this week, but I feel icky putting a five-point favorite at the top of my card. That said, I could just I could just see the Saints winning this game like 40-13. to 13. I mean, you got Stafford banged up with the ankle injury. Uh, a Lions beat writer for the D- Detroit Free Press, he says he doesn't expect Stafford to even finish this game. He's been limping around practice all week. He can't plan his right foot. And without Stafford, the Lions have Jake Rudock at quarterback. I mentioned Haloti Nada. He won't be in the middle of that defense anymore. That's a huge loss for them. I, I expect Drew Brees, Mark Ingram, and the Saints offense to just roll here. I don't understand why 63% of the public are betting Detroit. I'm even more surprised here that the line is is dropping. It's, it's down to four and a half on Pinnacle. That is, I, that's one of the main reasons I didn't put this higher. But I, I love the Saints in this spot. I can definitely see an offensive boost in the Peterson trade. One of those, all right, you got Mark, Alvin, you are the guys, right? Like, this is your job. Take it or leave it. There's no more looking over your shoulder. Is this a Peterson drive? Is this a me drive? No, this is your job. Take control. And I can... I can signing. Yeah, I, it's horrifying. I can, I can definitely see the addition by subtraction there. But I don't know, I just... I have zero faith in the Saints' defense, and I I just think that the public is, I guess since they're all over the lines, that maybe they're not correcting as much as they should. I just think this is a weird line. I'm I'm glad it's nowhere near our card. I'm glad you didn't put it number one, because this is a game I don't want anything to do with. And my entire argument there is probably dumb considering the other lone wolf that i have i am going to swallow all of the points i am going to lay the 10 points with the racial slurs of washington yes i hate this pick but i i I don't know man i think i think washington even post uh norman i think their defense is super formidable i think coming off the bye adds a lot of value here i think that the Niners, they're so they're such a weird team on offense because 
if you click on the game in the fourth quarter, it looks like at times that they're just marching, right? They put together these game-tying drives to get into overtime, and Hoyer's moving around. The Niners are pretty good between the 20s. Yeah, like they're just marching. But then they just don't get it done uh, in the red area. And I I don't know. I I just think Washington just rolls here. I, I just envision a Kirk Cousins game. I think this is the easiest secondary Kirk Cousins has faced so far. Minus maybe Philadelphia week one. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just, the, the same way you see 40 to 10 Saints, I see that same score here with uh, with the slurs, Brett. And not only am I, uh, well, you two, you two don't really, can't really defend the other side here because you have this as one pointers, both of you. <laughs> so total coin flip territory for you guys. Yeah, I want yeah. nothing to do with this. Yeah, I mean, a, a slurs route is certainly in the range of outcomes here, of course, and that's why I, I just wanted nothing to do with this. And uh, good old Donnie, I guess we're uh, we're spoiling two picks because he has this number one. Come on, no way. Niners. I mean, get what? him on, call him up, get him on the podcast because yeah, we got to talk happening? about this. I mean, I for sure just have to veto this, right? How can somebody just be like, yeah, I love the Niners in this spot. I just that can't imagine it. That is horrific. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to veto it. So Donnie won't even be on the podcast to defend his own pick that's going to get vetoed. Spoiler alert. So those are the Lone Wolves. Brett has Giants and Patriots. Mo has Chefs and Raiders. I say Chefs and Chiefs so often now that I keep wanting to say Chiefs and it's destroying my face right now raiders and chefs see i have to think so much when i say it chefs. just wait just wait till the chiefs play the san diego chargers oh my God. <laughs> the chargers and i have the lions and the racial slurs time to get to the card and brett you're leading us off you had a three one and one week last week three and a half points so you are numero uno You've got a home dog. You've got a team that you picked against last week that I put in. Tell us why you've got faith in Jay Cutler with a different haircut. Well, guys, it is. I mean, the NFL is a week to week league. Last week, as you said, we put the Cardinals on the card in what I thought was a terrible spot. This week, they're going right back on the card in a Great spot. Arizona plus two and a half at home against Tampa Bay here in the Super Contest. That line has already moved to plus one on Pinnacle, even though 65% of the public is betting Tampa. The sharp money is on Arizona here. It is a great Super Contest pick because nobody is going to put this on the card after the way Arizona got walloped by the Eagles last Sunday. This these two teams played last year. The Cardinals won forty to seven in Arizona. Jameis Winston was horrific, as he has been in several road starts early in his career. And I've said this so many times already this year. There is value in fading the Cardinals on the road and then firing when they're at home because the market overreacts. I love this setup for Arizona. I don't care how bad the offensive line is. I don't care how bad Carson Palmer is. The Adrian Peterson signing is a joke. The trade is a joke, but I'm feeling great about having them on the card this week. This is a perfect spot for Arizona. Mo, wh- <laughs> why do you have this as your second pick? This is a consensus pick, but Mo is the lowest. 
Oh, number like, like low. Like yeah. Like, like, oh wow. Like two. <laughs> two yeah, I'm not high on this. You're just all uh, out. You're just totally out on Bruce Arians. What's going on? Yeah, he's been just a horror show. I mean, man. The spot is beautiful. Where, where did I cap? I capped this at bucks minus two and a half. I mean, why the, though? Why the cards are so bad? And the Bucks the bu- are average. The Bucks are all right. Average. They're coming off extra rest too. They got slaughtered on the road a few weeks ago. Slaughtered. I'll say it. Whenever I've watched Winston this year, he's looked poor. He's looked poor. So I don't know what the deal is. If he can get right. The Bucks should roll here. If Winston is just bad, and maybe I should just give up, then yeah, there's probably some value here. Maybe I'm just wrong. I don't know. Maybe I, I thought this was a fair line. I thought this was flipping coins, but you're all about you're all about the line value. Why aren't you on this higher? It's, we're already getting a point and a half on. Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and uh, you know it is a spot. My 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 rule has always been. You bet on the team that looked the worst the previous week in pro football, and you bet against the team that looked the best the previous week. That being said, the Bucks are not looking especially good. But uh, the Cards uh, are definitely a candidate for the team that looked the worst, so uh, I'm fine with this. The Bucks repeatedly puked on their own cleats on Thursday night football <laughs> against the Patriots. Did they, they kept Nick Folk, right? That's a thing that happened. Like, he's still rostered by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wait, what? Right? He wasn't fired. I just didn't. I just assumed he was fired, like, before he hit the locker. <laughs> right? Like, one of those things where he just, he doesn't even take a shower. Like, he just goes straight, because they were playing at home. He just goes straight to his car in his uniform and just drives into the sunset, never to be seen by the Tampa Bay organization ever again. I'm reading a report from earlier this week that says the Bucks reach a deal with Patrick Murray to replace Nick Folk. Interesting. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, here's the report I see from SB Nation is the Bucks will release him. Yeah. But they haven't released him. Now, I'm seeing another one that says they're going to put Nick Folk on IR. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Jameis has never been a road favorite. In the, it's never closed as a road favorite, I should say. They were uh, road favorites against the Vikings for a brief period of time there, but they did not close as road favorites. Vikings, of course, destroyed the Buccaneers. I just think this is a beautiful spot where Tampa Bay should not be giving points on the road. This is such a Mo spot. I'm disappointed in you, Mo. Yeah, come this on. Is a, this has Mo written all over it. Come on, Mo. Come on, Mo. I did. I, I was a little disappointed in myself. I did like <laughs> look at this and be like, "You gotta like the cards here, right?" Have but then to. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just lost right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm up next, and I already gave away my pick. I'm taking the Jets plus the nine. Go to the window. Put your money down. Make some cash. This is such an easy spot. Again, this will be the sixth consecutive year the Pats are road favorites against the Jets. Jets have covered the last four, winning two outright, and they should have won a third last year as plus 10 dogs. They lost by one point 
to the eventual Super Bowl champions. This is and just free just, money. Just in time, Donnie. Donnie joins the show as we're talking about his Patriots. DP! Sorry, guys. Sorry. This is what happens when you oversleep. DP, you're just in time to tell us why you took the Niners plus 10 and for me to veto it. So go ahead. Um, Because this line is a fucking joke. I don't know which, what everyone sees in the Redskins minus 10. I mean, the 49ers have played really close games the last four games. They've lost by three points, three points, two points, and three points. Um, the Washingtons looked pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Their defense is pretty good. Uh, they have a lot of weapons on offense, and as long as Kirk Cousins can stay under control, I think that they will be fine in the long run. But I think that this 49ers team is a much more competitive team than people are uh, letting on or want to believe. And I think that this game is is an absolute lock to be under 10 points. I, I you know, I just I don't see why this game is so high. I really don't. Wait, timeout. I thought Donnie was on the Redskins. No, 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 no. He's on Niners. Oh, okay. Well, I feel so much better about that. I was a lone wolf on slurs. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense then. Well, you're All an right. idiot then. Well, it still makes no sense. It's a horrifying pick. You're laying 10 points with Kirk Cousins. Yep. Yes. Get well, out I'm of not, here. but I think it's fine. It's fair. <laughs> I don't know what the hell anyone can see in oh. this. Well, crackling well, mode. This is fine mode. <laughs> made an appearance. Is the basement you are uh, in on fire mode? Is everything fine? Everything's fine. We're fine. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, we're going to have to get through Cracklin' Mo for his selection right here. So, so far, Brett has cards. Donnie has Niners. I have Jets. Mo, you are up. Give us your selection. Give us your road dog, if you will. My selection is obviously the Browns, because this is one of the stupidest lines that I've seen in recent memory. You know, I didn't have that many games I loved this week, but I definitely, definitely love the Browns. I wish we were getting the 10. We are getting 9.5, but what the hell is this line, man? Are the Texans significantly better than the Browns? No. There's no J.J. Watt. There's no Merciless. Even, if I remember right, let me look over this practice report. There was even a couple... Mo loves the DBs. injury. <laughs> a couple DBs hurt. Oh, Clowney hasn't even practiced. Uh, Kareem Jackson. No, no, he finally practiced. Kevin Johnson hasn't practiced. Jonathan Joseph hasn't practiced. I mean, what is this? If this is the case, these guys are hobbled or out. And we get the Browns plus nine and a half. I mean, the Texans should be like, where did I cap this? Where did I cap this? <laughs> I've got five and a half. I got six. I got six. Wait, wait, wait. Brett. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. So you're the only I... Brett. Brett is the only person that would not have the Browns on their card. He capped it at five and a half. What I is happening? I wanted to, but it's the fucking Browns. Dude, it's what is so it? hard. It's so Hogan's hard. Heroes, though. I know. Hogan's I know. Heroes. I understand the Browns are 100% the right side. Like I said, I capped this four points off. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Is Hogan better than Watson? <laughs> no, but this line is stupid. <laughs> this line is just stupid. Yeah, it's 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 insanity. No Watt, no Merciless. I mean, this is a shell of the Texans team you think you've been watching all year. And that team wasn't even that great. I think Brett subconsciously is still swooning over his Super Bowl ticket last year, 
where somehow they made the playoffs and had longer odds than when he booked the bet preseason. That was the biggest moose of all time. How does that even happen? <laughs> yeah, how do you not at least have value there? <laughs> I had this as my second pick. Donnie had this on his card as his third pick. Mo has this as his number one pick, obviously, and Brett. More towards the middle of the pack. Yeah, I wanted to. I I, I certainly recognize the value in this. I think this line is a complete joke. I think this – I don't see how the Texans are that much better than the Browns, especially with the losses to Watt and Merciless and the impact that has on this defense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with this. I just didn't have the balls to put it in my top five. Yeah, this is Browns' money bet line all over it. You're getting insane value on the money line. Win one for the Gipper. Get one win on your back. New quarterback, Kevin Hogan. This is a beautiful spot. DP, you love the Browns. You've been on the Browns all year. DP, go back to bed. No, sorry, I'm right here. Uh, no, this is amazing. Uh, so far, all I've learned is that I woke up and you guys are putting my card in as the Super Contest selection this week, which is spectacular if you're asking me. Uh, I don't know what I'm missing here with the Browns. I really don't. The Texans lose Watt and Merciless. The Browns have a halfway decent QB who is now starting instead of their their rookie, Deshaun Kaiser, who didn't understand what was going on. But what I've been reading, it sounds like that was all in coaching. Um, and we just expect the Texans to just win by 10 points. That's the fucking good one. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, and then... Uh, Rich, uh, I guess you and I were wrong last week talking about Miles Garrett, right? Um, I mean, he looked like he's been playing uh, several NFL games and not just one, and he had two sacks. So if he can uh, get after Deshaun Watson at all, make him throw some head scratchers, all the more power to us, all the more power to this pick. Give me the Browns plus nine and a half. This line is, is stupid. I was off by a bit as well. We have got we do have Donnie's card so far. Remember when I told you guys Kaiser was going to be bad? Because he was bad in college. Yeah, where's uh cut to Brian Kelly just uh sitting in his office, lights turned low, sipping a uh some kind of sipping whiskey and just giggling at the fact that Deshaun Kaiser was benched for Kevin Hogan. I I still don't know. He was so bad in college, guys. I don't I I don't watch unprofessional. So I can't I can't uh I can't say that he was good or that he was bad. I can say that, and this makes me sound like all these stupid quarterback whispers. He has the tools, as it were, to be a good quarterback. But I guess if you just make poor decisions, it just never it never matters. It does he not matter. He couldn't hang on to the ball in unprofesh. Yeah. So how the hell is he going to stop from turning it over in pro football? That was his problem in unprofesh. He was a turnover machine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just not going to work at the pro level when basically the quarterback position nowadays is almost more about protecting the ball than it is moving the ball down the field. But like, why, why are they going to Hogan? Why, why not just stick with Kaiser and try to lose? Well, they want to see what they got in Hogan. Maybe Hogan's. Yeah. Maybe. The future. How old is, how old is Hogan? He's been around for a couple of years. Yeah, right? He's like 30, isn't he? <laughs> is he that old? No, no, no. He was, I mean, he was at Stanford. He was like a, uh, ultra redshirt at Stanford. He's probably at least twenty five by he, now. He, I don't know. I think I would have just. He turns. Right. He does. He turns twenty five on October twentieth. Oh, Jesus Christ! All right. So maybe, yeah, maybe just give him a shot. I guess. All right. So to D, to DP's point, we do have his card so far. <laughs> Niners 
Jets, Browns, Cardinals. We do not have your fifth pick on the card, though, because you missed it, Donnie. You were sleeping. Mo is on the... the I, I have to think every time I say this now. He's on the chefs. So, Donnie, I'll give you the floor because you hate Tomlin and you still pick the Steelers in the spot. I don't understand how Mo was on the Texans last week and the chefs this week. Right? This doesn't... This is. Are we sure that that's Mo over there? Well, he is in a new basement this morning. I don't really understand that pick, Mo. I mean, I could just be wrong. I said that. I'm not confident in the Chiefs, and I'm not betting money on the Chiefs. I mean, 64% are on the Chiefs. After that horrific performance last week, is is could the stock be lower on Big Ben and the Steelers? I mean, I talked about it a little bit uh, on the DFS podcast because I really love the, the Steelers uh, passing game stack. Um, and I, I think that, you know, the Steelers are just going to come out. I feel like all the comments from... From, from Ben, everything that's coming out of the Steelers locker room, it's all going to be some big joke, and we're all going to be laughing about it come you know Monday morning when Big Ben throws up five touchdowns. I mean, the more that the more that I thought about it, the Chiefs right now they're in a comfort zone, right? You know, they're they're at home, they're nice and cozy. They get to play the Steelers, who look like they're in total disarray. You know that they have they they can be looking ahead a little bit to a di- big divisional opportunity on on Thursday night, which is coming up quick. Um, and I know that teams like to look ahead to that Thursday night game because those games do come up quick, and you only have two days of practice. Um, and yeah, I just I feel like anytime you're sort of sleepwalking against a team that has Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, that's a huge mistake. And I could honestly I could see the Steelers winning this game outright. Yeah, of course. I think the Steelers have a good chance. I, I said it before while you were sleeping. Uh, speaking of sleepwalking, that this is a classic Steelers match matchup where they look horrible the week before against a bad team, and then they go on the road and beat a team that's better than them. It's just classic Pittsburgh. It never makes sense, but it always seems to happen. You guys ready for the collective pick? Wow, that enthusiasm. Wait, where's where's uh? Did did we have Donnie go over his pick yet? Yeah, Niners briefly. Yeah. Oh yeah, we all hate it, and you're gonna veto it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's oil up the machine, turn her on. Three straight losses from the machine. So let's see uh, if we can ki- finally get a winner from the collective. The collective chooses the Indianapolis Colts. Something brisket back on the Let's card. Let's go, man. I love this. Love this pick. Even if Mariota goes, love the six and a half with the Colts on the road against the Titans. I mean, the Titans defense is trash. Even if Mariota goes, which it seems like reindeer games again, bad hamstring for a mobile quarterback. And if he doesn't go, we're getting six and a half points against Matt Castle. <laughs> what? This is a great spot. Everybody, this is a consensus pick, obviously. Everybody in the Colts. Mo and Donnie were the lowest. Mo, I'll go to you first. Why are you so scared of something brisket? What if Mariota is healthy, comes out, and just shits on this bad Colts team? I could see it, you know? If he was healthy, he would have played last week. This dude's not healthy. No, I mean, he wasn't healthy last week, but he's getting healthier. Uh, I like this play. I don't love it. Obviously, if we get this against Castle, I love it. But you guys... Give me shit every week for pumping up these teams facing these questionable quarterbacks. And then, 
you know, when there's a report on Friday or Saturday or whatever that they're practicing and they're about to play. And then I, I'm like, well, hold on. I want to pump the brakes. You guys just laser me in the thread. So I, I had to move this down. DP, why are you so concerned? I mean, so, so Mo spoke a little bit about the ambiguity that's, that's going into to this game heading into the weekend. So, but here's what we know. One, if Mariota goes, he's not going to be 100%, as you guys mentioned. Two, if Castle starts, good Lord, that guy fucking sucks. Jacoby Brissett, the third thing that we know, he's back under center for the Colts. Andrew Luck has guaranteed to have been ruled out, and Jacoby looks a little bit better every single week. And number four, although the Colts defense is a questionable outfit in and of itself, the Titans defense, like Rich said, is a fucking joke, okay? All of that said, give me the better of the two ex-New England quarterbacks, and that's Jacoby Brissett over Matt Castle, and let's fucking go. Wow, love that had take. To, had to throw a Patriots mention in there. Love had that to. take. <laughs> Brett, you were the highest, and you got super excited. Yes. Why, why do you love Indy? Because this is a similar spot to last week when we went into Friday not knowing who the Titans quarterback is. This one, as Mo said, it is a little more nerve-wracking because Mariota has been given an extra week of rest to heal, but he was limited in practice on Thursday. He's clearly nowhere near 100%. Even if he does suit up, I think we're getting line value here. The Titans are pathetic on defense. Going into last week, they were 31st in defense DVOA. Only Jay Cutler can make this unit look semi-respectable. They aren't. T.Y. Hilton in a great spot here. Jack Doyle expected to return this this week. Uh, the Colts should be able to keep this close. And if we get Matt Castle, I wouldn't be shocked if Indy just wins this game outright. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything Brett just said. It, the Titans are a joke on one side of the ball. And like the Raiders, their offensive line really hasn't shown out like they're supposed to. I mean, Tyler Wan has been playing injured. He missed a, a day of practice this week but returned. I I don't know why the Colts can't beat this team. I, I'm just not impressed by this Tennessee unit, and I don't think they should be 6.5 with a hobbled quarterback at best. So that's the card. Browns wait, plus nine and a half. Wait, I like it. I like it. Cardinals where, plus two and a half. Where are we at on the Falcons, though? Niners plus 10. Jets plus nine. Colts plus six and a half. Where are we at on Falcons? Falcons was a consensus pick, but Mo was the only one with the stones to put it in his top five. Donnie and I both had it as our second to last pick, and Brett had it in the middle of the pack, lower middle of the pack. Dolphins are, I mean, can I just take Donnie's spiel? The Dolphins are a joke. <laughs> the Dolphins are a joke. Mo, you want to veto in the, the Dolphins for the Niners? Or the Falcons for the Niners? I picked the yeah, Niners. Yeah, please veto in a 21-point swing. Where are you at, Rich? This is your, you, you're the on the other side here. I, I have Vikes and Broncos above the Falcons. And bears, for that matter. All right. Well, this is the most anticlimactic veto of all time. Imagine air sirens in the background, but the sounder's not playing. This is my veto. I'm firing it. Skull Vikings. Vikings plus three at home against Goat. They own Goat at home. Zimmer's Goat. It's all Goat, as Donnie once said. Get out of here with this stupid Niners pick, praying that they get inside the number against a Washington team coming off extra rest who's played great at home with a great defense. Give me the Vikings who own Aaron Rodgers at home. Aaron Rodgers who should have lost outright last week 
in Dallas. Let's go. Skull Vikings. Don't care who's the quarterback. Let's go. I like it. I'm on the Vikes. I'm. This is my number three pick. Man, I'm the biggest Aaron Rodgers. Oh. I just don't think the Vikes can be plus three here. Brett, you're the lowest on the Vikes. This is your guy. This is Zimmer. What's going on? I know. I this is this this is a game I would normally be all over on the Vikings side. I it makes me nervous though. I don't think this Vikings offense is what it was. I mean, you got Stefan Diggs hobbling around, Dalvin Cook's out. I don't I'm not a believer in Jarek McKinnon. I don't think what we saw last week is what we're gonna see every week out of this guy. This offense scares me right now. And I understand that this is completely the right side. I'm I'm okay with this. I just I wasn't confident in it to put it anywhere near my top five. You know what's a good uh you know it's great help for a mediocre offense? Having Green Bay's defense on the other side of the ball. This is very true. <laughs> and playing at home. Bad offenses on the road. I've this I always say bad QBs on the road. You you just gotta be scared. You gotta be really leery. But bad QBs. They can play good at home. They can play good at home. So unless there are any other vetoes, the card. I'll go in order of picking. So we'll start with Brett. Cardinals. Wait, wait, wait. I want to I hear what Donnie thinks about his, his veto. Oh, yeah. Donnie, are you awake? Yeah, I'm awake. I mean, what what do you want me to say? I love, I love the Niners. I absolutely love the Niners at plus 10. And, you know, I love the Vikings. I absolutely do. So I'm in a bit of a win-win here. I can't really complain because either I'm going to be right in the fact that you vetoed out my pick and I'm going to win, or we're going to get a point anyway, and I'm still going to be happy. So I really don't give a shit that you vetoed this pick because <laughs> anything from six points up on my card, I could have put in this this uh, Super Contest week. Nice. I'm happy with it. I love it. Let's fucking go. Skull Vikings. That's right. I hope Donnie doesn't have a free veto next week. The card. Card is plus two and a half. Jets plus nine, Browns plus nine and a half, Colts plus six and a half, Vikings plus three. That is collective AF. Send your pick to at Gridiron Gamble on Twitter or to our email address, gridirongamblepodcast at gmail.com. Best of luck in your betting ventures, in fantasy, etc. See you next week. Peace out.